0: Breaking with usual radio transmission protocol, I said, Ed, bro, we're just looking for a place to crash. Make sure you tell all our families that we love them. Tom. When I heard the engine spooling down, I immediately looked at the instruments and then scrutinized the terrain for an emergency landing spot. I didn't see anything close to suitable, so I reached for a map. Our altitude was a little more than 12,000 feet, and I needed to determine if we could make the glide, clear the mountains, and land at our refueling site, Larandia. I looked over at the gauges to find out what our current airspeed, altitude, and rate of descent were. From the map, I plotted a point approximating our location and our destination. My gut had told me instantly that we were not going to make it over the ridge and into the airport. The calculations I did simply confirmed my suspicions. "'I see a clearing,' Tommy Jay's voice rose in pitch just a bit. "'I see it, too,' I said. "'We were going down in a steep valley, bordered by two ridge lines. Just above the one to the north was a clearing less than the size of a football field. I'm not a spiritual or religious person, but when I calculated the odds of there being any patch of ground that was clear of trees,' On the thickly forested slopes of the Cordillaria Mountains, I'd say it was pretty damn close to a miracle. The spot was no bigger than a postage stamp, but it was our only option. Put it this way. If we were falling down a deep well, that clearing was like finding a tiny ledge just a few inches above bottom. The first thing I did was to make contact with the aviation authorities at two nearby airports, reaching the towers at Florencia and Larandia, Between calls, I remembered a brief conversation Keith and Mark had had about today being February 13. Keith had told Mark that he'd have plenty of time when we returned to order flowers for his wife, Shane. I thought of my own wife, Mariana, waiting for me back in Florida. I didn't want to think about our five-year-old son, Tommy, and what my death might do to him. To keep my thoughts from going darker and to make sure we explored every option, I asked Tommy Jay if we could go through a restart procedure. I'd held off raising the question until things calmed down a bit. Tommy J. agreed it was worth a shot. I reset the fuel control, power, and prop levers, reduced the electrics, checked the engine temperature, and then tried to restart. As the revolutions climbed, I introduced fuel, but the engine stopped winding up. Tommy J. did a flawless job of bringing us down and having us just clear the tops of the trees. I was more concerned that he'd overshoot the landing area than I was that he'd come up a bit short. As we'd gotten closer to the clearing, I saw that our landing strip ended at the edge of a cliff. Gliding above the ground, I yelled to Tommy J., Plant it! A moment later, my world went dark. Mark. Keith had instructed me to secure as many of the loose things in the cabin as I could, any small object could become a deadly projectile in a crash landing. We had a couple of bottles of water, our cameras and lenses and hard cases, our backpacks, and some other essential gear. I secured them behind the crash barrier. When I was done, I returned to my station, and using the GPS to track our position, I radioed in our coordinates. Keith checked to make sure that I was strapped in, and then he did the same for Sergeant Cruz. We are no longer maneuvering. We are searching for a flat spot to crash land in, I radioed back to Ed Trinidad. I could feel the plane banking, what seemed to me to be steeply to the left. We were obviously making a turn, and I felt my guts shifting a bit. I recognized that we were lining up for an approach, and took a few deep breaths. A few seconds after we came out of that first turn, the stall warning sounded. We immediately went into a right-hand turn, a less drastic maneuver, and I shut my eyes and said a quick prayer. I asked Jesus to forgive me for my sins, made a quick promise to reform, and asked that he protect my wife, my kids, and my family. My list was suddenly cut off. We're going in, I heard someone yell. I braced myself. When I felt first contact, I opened my eyes. In the back of the cabin, we could see out a row of windows. I saw slashes of sunlight and dark vegetation for a few seconds, heard the scream of tearing metal, and felt a ferocious thunk, followed by a second, even more violent impact, which must